What's up, y'all? This is the Relationships and Chill Podcast, and in today's episode, we will be talking about his needs, her desires. What does a man need from his woman to stay focused and to stay involved in the relationship? And what does a woman desire from her man to keep her respecting him and to see him as the man that he really is? Stay tuned. You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after? So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Relationships Chill. I'm your host, R. Anthony, and um, my co-host, Christina Latrice, is on the scene. Say what's up, Christina Latrice. Hey, everybody. Give you a little (laughs) round of applause, too. Where's my round of applause stuff? There we go, right there. All right, so I'm laughing, but this is not going to be a funny podcast. We're going to have some humor in it, obviously, but um, I'm working on some stuff. And in the process of working on it, and I've been thinking about this for years and years and years. And um, when you think about relationships, it's so they're so similar across the board. When you think about the problems, because what I've been doing over the years is just kind of coaching and working with people in their relationships and giving them advice and seeing different things as as you meet different types of relationships now culturally it's a little bit different too because cross-culturally this they have similar issues however they they some some cultures have a better structure than others they have a better structure but it doesn't mean that resentment and things aren't there that's the trick. See, people think that just because another race or another culture has um, a better rate of staying together, that they have better relationships. A lot of them just stay together because tradition. They hate each other. They don't want to be with each other. But traditionally, they just stay together because that's what their culture did. That That's the example that their culture sets, that this is something that you're going to do for the rest of your life. Whereas mm-hmm. here, especially here in the United States, it's kind of like dating with a contract like you have a permanent contract that you can just nullify anytime and that's what it that's what it's like here in in the united states it's like you can date and then you can get married and then you could divorce you can you know not be together anymore just as simple as as that pretty much but culturally our families are kind of on the fence meaning that in other cultures they probably have a way to say okay we're going to mediate between the, you guys. and But ultimately, we've been together for 50 years. So you got the, the older grandparents, and then you have the, the parents, and then you have the children, the grandchildren, or, the, you know, your current relationship, your age group relationship. And you can go to two levels of marriage and get advice. Another thing, too, I was thinking about is rites of passage, because here in America, we have no rights of passages for young men to become men and a male structure so that men can bounce ideas on when they're having problems that they can't necessarily express to a woman. They go to their peers, people who have this similar experience, so they don't get really any good advice. But in a lot of other cultures, you can go to your elders and the male community and talk and express mm-hmm. yourself in so you can get out the things that they will understand because they're men. They go through similar things. But here in our culture, most relationships, they go it, they go to the woman. They go, like So it makes the man look a little bit weaker, at least mm-hmm. from his perspective, at least from his feeling. He feels weak by talking to you, the woman, about his issues and the thing that he has going on when it's really just something that a man. So ultimately the rites of passage and a male structure will keep a male in in the male place Mm. as it relates to the actual home, the actual smaller unit family. It keeps him in a position of respect. 
Um, so, but I don't know because I don't. Th I think it's weird when you think about it. Do women really? Well, two things. This episode. The reason why I wanted to do this episode is because of that. Because men have a certain need that he doesn't necessarily. He he got needs that he can get from the woman you, but there's other needs outside of the that unit. Just like for women, women have a really good structure as far as like female friends. Mm -hmm. You got a, you got different demogra demographics. You can talk to younger women. You can talk to women your age. And you also have a older women group that you can go to your aunts and your mom and right. all that kind of stuff. And you can talk to them about certain issues that you wouldn't necessarily talk to your man about. Right. Men really don't have that as it relates to interpersonal relationships. I, I do because I have my mentor. I have my dad also. We've developed a great friendship, but I don't really go to anybody but my mentor and myself. Right. Um, as it relates to that kind of stuff. You know, because it, a lot of times when you've developed to a certain point, you can't talk to your friends anymore. Right. You can't really go to them and ask them questions because they don't even understand where, you, where you're coming from as it relates to that problem. Exactly. So... You got to have, you got to kind of use what I, what I like to do really is I, I use like a workaround. I might get some, some from here, some from there, some from there, but I never really, I know them well enough to know what parts I can tell them about. So I think that's, I think that's something that a lot of men, a lot of men don't really have that. I'm talking about someone with a good foundation, not, you know, bobo them and you know what I mean? They're homeboys. Mm -hmm that and you know Pete. still doing the same things i mean like dudes that's actually progressing that's moving and working towards something they, men we don't really have a lot of that in our lives stop talking to big perk fellas <laughs> yeah, big perk. <laughs> <laughs> good old big perk big perk is for the children um i was gonna but yeah so this episode i just wanted to kind of delve into his needs her desires and it's different because I think men know a woman's needs in the sense that you're going to tell them. You're going to yeah. tell them what you feel like you need. But the the thing is, do you know what he needs for one thing? Mm -hmm. But even if you tell me what you need, I still have to know what you're desiring up, out above your needs. Okay. Meaning that if a woman tells me she needs me to be home at a certain time and, um, you know, she wants me to be home because she's making dinner or whatnot. And mm -hmm. so I I, I can obviously, I obviously make that, you know, two things. I can either communicate to her why I can't be there mm -hmm. for at that time, or I can actually surprise her and come in early. Okay. Does that make sense? Like the, the knees, and I'm, I'm saying this is kind of a, I'm working around, uh, not working around. I'm working through and trying to get us to trying to get this particular episode to a certain point, because okay. if a woman has a desire that she wants to be this place in the relationship, she's going to have to find the need of that man. Now, if you're already married, for instance, if a woman is already if you guys are dating, here's what I'm saying. If, if two people are already dating and they've been dating for a while. And the woman is the one typically that wants to be married. But the man is the one that's dragging his foot. The woman desires to be married. Mm -hmm. The man is needing either times. He's needing something to get to the place to where he feels he's ready to be married. Okay. Now, all things considered equal, because I know there's scenarios where people you know, where women don't want to be married and, you know, the men are the more so one that wants to push marriage. Mm -hmm. But typically speaking, especially here in America, women are typically the ones that are pulling the man to the altar. Okay. They're the ones that's typically dragging men to the offer, altar. But it's a desire. It's the desires and the desires are based on influence. What, we dragging them by the ear? I don't know what y'all dragging them by. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what women are dragging men by, but a lot of it, you don't want to complain yourself into a, a marriage. You don't want to, um, you know what I mean? Because that will set a tone for the relationship. That's first and right. foremost. But it's mm -hmm. like if if you can understand the desires of that woman and you understand that 
her de- why she wants to be married, mm-hmm. then you can then it could work. You can work with that woman as if you know why she wants to get married. And but some of us don't even know the answer to that. I, that's what I'm saying. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Okay. And with a man, you have to know what that specific man needs. Like, for instance, you know how society tells a woman is like men are men are easy. Mm. They're they're simple. All they need is sex, food, and I forgot the other thing. Sex, food, and whatever else. It's just a list of like five things. Whereas like with the dude, it's like a hundred and fifty five things. Just for the Quiet. intro, <laughs> but I think women are, are are a lot, a lot. They're not as complicated as society and as people put tell. I, I think women are more simple than men are. Oh in that regard. I think women, women. The problem is the influence, and that's where I'm getting at with the desires, because the desires create the, the influence creates the desires, and women will want things not even knowing why they want them. You know, a woman will have a closet full of shoes, closet full of purses, mm-hmm. and want to go get an, and get another purse. It's not because she needs another purse; it's because she wants and desires another purse. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> exactly. Whereas with a man, a man will necess- will can pretty much live off the necessity, off the basic necessities. You know, just some cereal, some in the freezer, and something to drink. And mm-hmm. he'll be good. And a lot of women, a lot of women need so much excitement. Women need excitement if they're in the influential. It depends on what they're being influenced by. But if women are being influenced by like real, real housewives and stuff like that, reality TV, it'll you will have a lot to deal with every day. It'll be something new that she's wanting that she feels she's not getting, even if she doesn't necessarily express it verbally. Mm. A lot of women, their their cues are changing in a systematic way. It's not it's not like a obvious change. It's not an overt change. It's like mm. a just a it's just a change, a subtle change. Okay. Like little by little, subtle change, subtle change, subtle change, and next thing you know, it's the relationship is all over the place, mm-hmm. and you're just not doing enough. Yeah. So that goes to the desires, and with the man. It's about it's about the the necessity. Like, what does he need from you in order to say this is how this is why another reason why I'm saying this because men have a necessity. So I'm just gonna get to it. Men have a necessity. Men have a need. We were created a certain way. Women were created a certain way. We were created and we were designed for work. Now, I personally believe in the scriptures. I believe in the Bible. So. But I am not going to talk to you guys about the Bible in a typical English perspective. I'm going to talk to you guys from a scriptural perspective, from the cultural perspective of the scriptures, not the cultural perspective of today. But the, because the cultural influence will make you read even the scriptures wrong. Mm-hmm. If you look at it from our culture and our perspective, you will absolutely read the Bible 100% wrong. So. My approach to reading the Bible is to understand the culture of the writers. The writers who writ, who wrote each particular book had a certain cultural reference and, t- and frame frame of mind that they were dealing with at that time. And they had mm-hmm. to communicate the scriptures or what was spoken to them or what was shown to them in a way that the people of that time could understand it. Exactly. Not necessarily for us. That's why we have translations, because you have to bring it to your culture so that it's culturally referenced. And culturally mm-hmm. understood from the perspective of the time that we live in. That's right. But as you begin to study and learn and and, and dig deeper into it, you start going to the language because the language is what dictates. Now, this is kind of like a side, sidebar, but I'm just giving you the framework of why I'm about to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> so as you go into the scriptures, you have to go into it from a linguistic perspective and you have to go into it from a from a cultural perspective. So Mm -hmm. the culture that we live in now is not the culture that was living in then. The language that we speak now is not the language that they spoke then. And over time, whenever you have different cultural changes and shifts, the language changes. Mm -hmm. So even just if you think about it, 100 years ago, the way they spoke then 
is totally different from the way that we speak now. If you go back and read some of the books and literature from a hundred years ago, you'll see the language is not the same. So you have to look up certain words that were popular at that particular time right. and that cultural influence. You have to see what the people deem more important than other things. Mm-hmm. Just like a hundred years from now, the people even like really 20 years ago, you didn't have the internet. So the culture has changed even from 20 years ago. You right. didn't have the internet as prevalent as it is now. In 1998, when everybody had their baggy, baggy jackets and baggy jeans and carrying <laughs> backpacks, even though you was out of school, you was, it was summertime. You was carrying a backpack and a Walkman. Y'all remember the Walkmans? Um, <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, I think I had a tape deck at that point at that time too. <laughs> that was in like 98. I had a tape deck. I know I had a tape deck somewhere. Yeah. Anywho, um, anywho, the times change. <laughs> the things change the culture change the dynamics change the language change the, the the way we understand things change because we're referencing the cultural times now as you get older you have more to draw from because if you were born in the 80s you got the 80s decade you can pull from you got the 90s decade you can pull from you got the right. early 2000s up to now so you have about 40 years worth of stuff even like even in the 80s 80s 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. and late 2000s uh, so you have more to pull from than somebody who's born in the early 2000s. That's you have right. more reference points. And so as you go back and you start looking at the reference points, the shifts, the changes, and the dynamics of cultural change and relationships and all that dynamic, one thing runs concurrent, the man and woman dynamic. Absolutely. It wasn't as bad, but it, there was always a male-female dynamic. And as you start seeing the dynamics of relationships and how Say, for instance, back in the 70s, your grandparents or great-grandparents, my great-grandparents great grandparents stayed together until they died. My grandmother is single, and she will not remarry because she feels as though she's married to the man that my gra- my grandfather for life, for her life. That's, that's just what they, that's how they looked at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you go further back, you start, you know, is different aspects and different facets to it based on the culture and based on the influences at, at that time. But at that time, you know, my great grandfather and great grandmother, they believed in staying together to the end of their life. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. People always say how it used to be, how relationships used to be. My great, my great grandfather, after he passed, we figured out that there was some more grandkids running around or some more kids running around. That's how it used to be. That's how it is today too. <laughs> That's it's how like it is that today, today too. But it's a little bit more. It's a, actually a little bit better in that regard because, yeah, some guys will have a family right down the street. And, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little momo. Yeah, that's a little look just like you. Look just like you. Like you everything. And his mom is single. You know what I mean? So. Uh, <laughs> People can try to deny it all you want, but sexuality, is, it rules, and it will always rule as far as yeah. human human nature is concerned. And it did back then, too. It did. Uh, it's always have. It always, always have. have. You know, people be friends talking about some, well, we done got more sexual. No, we ain't. We ain't no. got no more sexual than what they were. No, nah, and ain't nothing new. Like, women have been sleeping with men, women, men been sleeping with men. And, exactly. And, and it's it's nothing new. It's just more overt now. It's just more obvious now. No, it's media size. We got it on true. TV. That's, that's what true. makes it different. Yeah, yeah. media definitely uh, promotes it a lot more. And that's the thing about media. But nevertheless, certain things will always remain the same is, is the point that I was trying to make about that. Certain mm-hmm. things will always remain the same. Even desires and even needs. Now, going back to the scriptural perspective that I was going to give, the man was created first. He was created in the garden. Now, I know there's a lot of Gnostic belief systems and, you know, all that kind of stuff and things that predate. But I, I just want to start from something. I know there's like a million other things that you can reference and say this and that. But when you start looking at it from a, from the perspective that I'm about to, to share with you guys, you will actually see it a little bit different. The dynamic that I've uh, became aware of as it relates to Adam and Eve and the story of Adam and Eve, it's still the story that that runs today. Now, mm-hmm. I can't tell you what was going on in the 70s and 60s and the 1500s 
as far as like how they were thinking exactly. I can't give you that, but I can give you some some clues and some hints because we got here from somewhere. And if you trace back to what if you look at what's going on today, it didn't just start today. It started somewhere else. So we trace the bloodline, we trace things backwards and we can work from there based on what we observed today. Hmm. Okay, so <laughs> so now going back to from to the to the beginning where Adam and Eve were created. Adam was created first. Then after some time Eve was created. Now, I know you're probably thinking some time. I'll have to talk to you guys about that another episode. So Adam was created first, and after a few days, he was given he was giving he was given something to do, which is to work. The first thing that Adam did was work. And in the process of working, the first thing he was told to do was till the ground, to work the ground, to to facilitate and and manage the ground. All right, now. After he did that for a little while, the next thing he was told to do was to name the animals. Name the animals. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. This is this. I'm a, he, by Through examination, he was able to identify that this animal would be doing this. This animal is this because it does this. By observation. Now, the reason why that's important is because when the woman was showed up on the scene and when he went into a deep sleep and he woke up, she was there. Mm. After after he examined her, it was understood that this is something for me because I and this is how, you know, he examined the animals because he was able to re recognize and identify this was something different and unique from anything that I've seen before. Mm -hmm. So. Preceding that. It was it was understood by the most high that. It's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to create a helper. I'm going to create someone that can that can fulfill a void that he doesn't even even know he has. Wow. He doesn't even know he has this void yet. He is just doing what I put him here to do. He's working. He's naming animals. That's what he's doing. All right. Now, the, the woman comes along and she's like, I don't like I'm just here now. So imagine you just being dropped off in a place <laughs> and all of a sudden you, this person that looks different, but, but I don't even know if she ever Same saw her way. reflection. So it was just a matter of like, who is this guy going to identify me as? Right. And what, what, she, what she, what he identified her as is what she became. Mm -hmm. Now, if you bring that up to speed, whatever men at, at large identify women as they objectify women as that, or they empower women as that. Mm. Not saying that women don't empower themselves, but women, but men were, were given the task of naming and identifying things. Okay. Like I said, at large, not necessarily just a man that you meet out on the streets, but at large men are as a whole identify and, and basically categorize things as they see fit. Okay. And you know this because women don't typically have a lot of things that this is this is weird this is weird we say but women typically gravitate towards things that are men are interested in. like i remember years ago women used to complain about football and how men would be just watching football all all the time now all of a sudden you see so many women into football yeah yeah you see so many women into video games that's true. I mean, it's it's females that know more about football than me because I don't. I'm not a football guy. I'm a basketball guy. Right. But you got women that are interested in a lot of those things. I don't. You don't really see men taking interest in women things. Right. Have you? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm looking at it wrong. No, I think I think you're about right about that because I know I take a lot of interest in stuff that my man uh, is interested in. Well, I mean, men and... in general, not necessarily him, but. Just men in general, like if if a whole lot of men are interested in, um, let me think of something. If men are, if men, whatever men are interested in, mm -hmm. it, it just become like, okay, like your man's favorite shirt. <laughs> like my woman will literally take my shirt and wear it like it's her. Me too. Me too. Me too. Oh, I love <laughs> but it. I'll never take her. I will never take her shirt. 
but it's innate. It's in, it's inherent. It's not something that I even have to think about. I would never wear her shirt. Right. But right. she feels connected with something that I do or I am. Yeah. That she is feels so connected true. to me. Oh, my goodness. Which brings me to the point that women were designed for relationships. Men were designed for work. Wow. We are efficient at naming and identifying and categorizing things as a whole. Not saying every man has developed to that point, but just if you look at it, men kind of lead the charge in a, in, a, in the family unit and mm-hmm. in a societal unit. You know, so I don't know. I mean, because I'm only saying that because and I'm not being sexist or anything like that, but I'm just going through my observation of inventors and, and things like that that really pioneered certain industries i'm talking about like steve jobs i'm talking about like bill gates gates i'm yeah. talking about you know warren buffett not really because he's um but like uh what's the guy uh, jack ma who created uh aliexpress and alibaba mm-hmm. just uh those guys like that they're like the wealthiest men on earth and oprah's wealthy too but she she more so uses platforms that's already available these guys right. are creating platforms, is what I'm saying, and not Don't comparing young to Mark Zuckerberg. because it works. To, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, um, mm-hmm. the Twitter people. I think they they, I think one's a lady. Um, but and not to say that women don't create or nothing like that. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm talk, I'm talking about generally speaking, and it works better. It works better because if all of us are trying to do the same thing, one of us is not needed. Right. You know, if we're if we're trying to do the exact same thing in the exact job as each other, one of us is not necessary. But that's mm-hmm. that creates necessity when I have something and you can offer something that's different, that's unique. And that's what men need. Men need something unique and different. When a right. woman is using the male perspective to do and think that that is what a man wants and needs, then in a man's mind, it's not necessary because right. I already do this. I'm already in this position. So if you try to come and take this position from me, then I'm not even necessary. And women do it too. I know a lot of women right now. And I tell my friends this. The moment a woman feels as though she's a better man than you, the relationship is over. It's over. It's a wrap. Like if wow. she don't feel like you doing and stepping up, because it's, it's a really a good thing that women do this. Because it makes a man step up even further and better. Yeah. Yeah, if he's the type of man that does that, it shows a man where he really is. So I don't care what my woman, I'm going to always be a step, 15 steps ahead of her. Because I'm going to study, I'm going to read, I'm going to make sure that I am I am ahead. Right. And it's okay to compete as long as it's good things. We don't compete about what we do on a daily basis or what she does or what I don't do. Right. We, we I mean, competing as far as like, I have to, continuously grow to become a better man for our family for our relationship exactly because anytime a woman feels as though she's catching up the moment she feels as though she's catching up women you know how y'all are y'all are trying to y'all are trying to like see if y'all can get one over exactly you know what i mean like y'all y'all say little stuff to see if y'all can outsmart him out with him using his same tactics you got that right, because we competitive too. Exactly, but it it's a it, there's there's types different types of competition. There's good competition and there's and combative competition where you guys are fighting against what you okay. ain't doing and what that person's not doing. Then That's that right. becomes pointless. That's pointless. But if I'm like, man, my baby, my woman is growing like she's learning, and now she's gonna try to she gonna try to outlogic me. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. Ain't that and something. now I got to go back to the drawing board and say, yeah. okay, what can I do different? What can I learn? What can I, what can I see different? Exactly. And then you know, come back to it and 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 see you know when that time comes. And it's a fun thing. It's it's funny if you don't look at it as a as a you don't look at it from a defense mechanism where you're where you have to be ultra ultra manly. But that's where the communication right. aspect comes in at. So. I hope that makes sense, and I'm I'm not trying to offend. Obviously, I'm just looking. I'm being very realistic, and I'm being yeah. very fair. But I also see that it doesn't have to be like a woman doesn't have to be what I am. Like it's okay <laughs> if you're not what a man is. It's okay because that's what I'm here to do. That's right. 
but we got to figure out what are you here to do yes please talk to us <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing i mean if we're if we're going off the scriptures then we have to we have to solely listen and go by that now if we're going off of what the world and what people you know outside and just using human philosophy and stuff like that and how people feel mm -hmm. then you know i can't have that conversation okay but if we're going from a biblical perspective then obviously the, the the proof is in the pudding the answer is in the question Got it. in terms of why did man why was woman created in the first place mm -hmm. and we can see that in genesis where the man was created at first and then the woman was created to facilitate and to help and to replicate life mm. so without a woman adam would have died off by itself okay. there would be you know there would be no need there it would have been a pointless exercise because it was just been him and no replication gotcha but the woman when the woman was created she was created to help adam replicate and become like the most high hmm. if that now that that's a whole nother concept that's pretty because good. the most high had the ability to create mm -hmm. and in the image of the most high we were created meaning that when the man and the woman were done and finished creating being created now they were like in the image and likeness wow. of the most high wow and that's not the beautiful. other way around beautifully put that's something that, that's very different from from the way i've i've ever heard it before you know that was well he beautiful. wasn't complete until the woman came he wasn't like he wasn't made in the image until the woman came okay when the okay. woman appeared and they came together now he now he was fulfilled meaning he had the ability to procreate he had the ability to replicate right as opposed to just being an entity that's very powerful so but a woman brings that ability to change to progress because it gave adam the ability to progress past himself without a woman none of this stuff would be necessary none of these phones and internet none of this stuff women bring the creative aspect out of a man mm. so if you're competing in that aspect then you're going to stifle that creativity right because now he's having to compete with another masculine energy and ah. there's this fish there's this fish and um i saw it on like a documentary a long time ago and this fish lives somewhere in another part of the waters that i don't even know but they're all female fish they're all female fish it's just at a certain point when one of the female fish starts to become more aggressive she turns into a male wow it turns in that female fish turns into a male and it becomes the, the dominant fish in that particular pod and as another fish becomes more aggressive than that previous female male fish it now becomes the male and that female that that once male fish turns back into a female wow so when you, if you're if you as a woman are trying to compete it's either going in one in two ways one of two ways you're either going to become more dominant or you're going to he's going to seem like he's trying to control you mm. a lot of women think that that's the that's what it is but no you're competing against a man but now you can't redefine the rules of the game once you start playing it. Hmm. So I don't know if this is making sense to y'all, but it is. We're kind of just I mean, I, <laughs> we're kind of working. I know through. in the animal kingdom, um, when one masculine energy battles another masculine energy, one is either going to be annihilated completely mm -hmm. or severely wounded. Mm -hmm. There's not going to be two dwelling in the same place. Unless so, they're beta, unless they're beta, yeah, males, but, yeah. but in alpha, yeah, in alpha stance, which which all women want, there's only one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Unless they got separate prize as far as lions and stuff is concerned. But as far as on a humanistic perspective, I think we're kind of onto something because women redefine the rules a lot of the times of engagement, mm. and it creates even if the necessity is there, it's stifled. So even if I need you to be something and we're in a competitive mind frame, then 
I'm not going to want to easily fulfill your desire. Because mm-hmm. why would I feel the desire? Fulfill the desires of another, of somebody I'm competing with. What do you feel about the feminine movement? The feminist The feminist. Uh-huh. I understand it. I understand that women have been, um, but a lot of it, I think it's just a lot of women doing what other women do. And that happens a lot of the times. But I think a lot of women have been treated wrong. You know, I think a lot of women have been treated wrong, but not not necessarily by me. And I don't think overall by men in general, I think by a specific group of men, but I don't think women as a whole and men as a whole have been have been treating women wrong. I don't think that. Mm. I think overall, because realistically, the, the design is it works if you do it right. But mm. sometimes in anything, there's abuse. There's there's an abusive situation. And obviously, I don't agree with the abuse but there is a there is a structure to everything and you have good women you have women that ain't good you have great men good men and you have men that that are horrible mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so but even in the even in on a tree there's gonna be some bad apples but the majority of the tree is gonna be good right so I think the feminist movement, it has its pluses and it has its minuses as far as bringing awareness to it. But um, I think at the end of the day, it it will never override nature. Mm. It can't override nature. No matter how how strong it gets, the nature of a woman will always go back and revert back to what she is. But here's the trick. Here's Here's the dilemma, though, really, is it if you're basing it on what has happened thus far, you're not progressing past this moment. Whereas if a man, if you're saying that men have done this up until this point, at at that point when men are aware of it, they're changing. So the changes have already started to occur, but if you're basing it on previous and old information, then you're going to be behind again. You're going to continuously always be a, be, be behind because of the changes that men are making as a result of being aware of the things that you're displeased with. Okay. So it's important to, from my perspective, it's important to understand that, you know, it's important to understand that nature will never be defeated. You can't defeat nature. Mm-hmm. So we got to get back to the nature of things and to and the nature of man and the nature of woman. And we got to figure out what does it take to make this dynamic between a male and a female work? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I literally think it's in the first three chapters of Genesis. Wow. Because if you read it there, if and that's, and, and this is why I know it's true, because in Genesis three, when the most high was given out the curses, it says that, of course, you're going to, to the woman, you're going to um, have pain in trial rearing and your desire will be for your husband but he will rule you meaning he will always be ahead of you he will always be the one that basically like i said that is that is ahead of you he's always he's leading leading yeah he will always lead you and he'll always be faster on certain topics than you because he's going to be more aware and the secret to it is work Mm -hmm. design work because that's the secret to this to this earth that we're living in is is work I know it sounds crazy, but when you work, think about it. The things that you learn, most of the things that you've ever learned, you learn through work. The things that you've, that you like school is a form of work. It's just prepping you for the work. Yeah. You know, for work. So when you go into working, you're mining through information and, but you don't know why you're using it. You don't know why you're learning this stuff, but at work, your job depends on it. Your job depends on what you know. That's right. It does. So you have to learn as much as you can through your work. Now, if you think about it, <laughs> you're helping the company that you work for become better. Mm-hmm. So you're a help meet to that company. Mm. You see? And so what I did with my wife, I said, listen, if you want to, when you get here, because she's from Canada, I was like, we're working together. 
Cause I, I ain't gonna have nobody being a husband to my wife. Meaning that he, she, he, the, the business tells her when and what time she can come in, what time she can get off, what time she can have a break, what time she can eat, what mm-hmm. time, you know, all these different things that dictates her whole day. Like what time she got to go to sleep. Cause she got to be up mm-hmm. and what's mm-hmm. left for me. Exactly. What's left for my relationship with her? That's so hard. That that it, is a it's very really difficult. really hard thing to juggle. It is. Oh it yeah. Is. So I was like, nah, we ain't gonna do that. We we not gonna go that route. We definitely gonna take a different route as it relates to our relationship. We are gonna have it different to where this is the structure for us. We work together. We and y'all got one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. And I I think that that's a huge contributing factor. Oh yeah, I think so. I I know it is. Absolutely. Just stepping out on faith. It wasn't easy, but, you know, because I have a trucking company, but it wasn't easy. But I wanted to be the man for her. And that dependence on me and me. The thing about that is it made me become a better man, a better Mm -hmm. leader, a better worker, because Mm -hmm. I know I knew that it depended. It was dependent upon me and it made and it helped her trust me better because Mm -hmm. now she's dependent upon me and not her job which creates that independence i can even tell you what i I witnessed as your friend is that you became even more of a thinker Mm. um you begin to you know you've always been an avid reader always Mm. like that i know of um but you begin to gravitate to as much knowledge as possible i mean you would acquire as much of it as you can get you know when she came in your life it was just like you you couldn't get enough of it i noticed that instantly when that woman came in your life it's beautiful yeah i mean it was a process though and thank you it was Mm -hmm. a process to get to that point but to even get her to want to come here to Mm -hmm. do it that way i mean obviously at that point it was like we're we're gonna do this we're gonna be together so just come on let's let's make it happen let's make it work and we struggled and um but at the at the same time we struggled together and that was the difference. Right. So, you know, a lot of people, they struggle separately. And then, you know, they're together, but they're struggling separately. But mm-hmm. we struggle literally together. Um, mm-hmm. So, that I mean, that's the difference. And that's, but she showed me in that process. And this is why I say, this is why I'm saying this, because my work provided the opportunity for us to grow together. Mm-hmm. The work that I was doing, yeah, the work that I was doing provided the opportunity for me and her and I to grow together because I saw the value in her ability to help me. Wow. And that's what a man needs. Mm -hmm. Now, will he recognize it and realize it initially? No, because if you're working a job, he's working a job. You're technically still dependent upon the job. Right. You're not depending upon your husband. Right. if you're if you're a man and you're not an entrepreneur, you don't have your own thing, you're dependent upon another entity entity to provide yeah. for you, even though yeah. you're working. But ultimately, that work is telling you what to do, when you can do it, what time you can come in, what time you can go home, what time you got to take a break, what time you can go to the bathroom. I mean, you know, man, I mean, I just couldn't do it and have a wife. Mm hmm. I know that's a little harsh, but it, but the but the American dream and the American society lies to us and paints a paints a picture that this is what you're supposed to do. It's but if you race. look at how the relationships are struggling as a result, you'll see it makes perfect sense. It's connected. Yeah. And women are getting tired because they're like, I got to go to work. You got to go to work. I'm not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why we're doing the exact same thing. Exact same thing. And the frustration comes as a result of we don't have a a good, we don't have the original structure. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that, and (laughs) as crazy as it sounds, like this is why literally her and our relationship work is because of that. Right. That was like one of the main goals is that we wanted to work together. That's right. And we wanted to create something that was ours. Mm hmm. Now, of course, you know, she was working for a little while. She was working up there. I was working here and we were working together on coming to a point to where we can do what we're doing. But that was the plan. And so if you don't even have a plan for that, 
then the you're going to be doing that forever and ever and ever. Exactly. Exactly. And wondering why it's not working or why y'all, why y'all keep having the same problems. This way, a man has to be a good leader, though, because he's a planner. A good leader is going to plan. But, you know, being an entrepreneur has taught me those things that are necessary to being mm. a great leader. That's right. And being independent because you can't you'll, you'll become a better leader as you lead. You can't That's become right. a better leader not leading. That's right. You can't become That's a better so entrepreneur true. working it for somebody. That's right. So in essence, yeah. like we're all created to be entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs in the, in the, in that sense. That's right. Because I think the most high created us to be independent. Absolutely. I think he created us to depend on him and the skills that he's given us. Absolutely. So it's hard to do that when you're working a nine to five or working a job That's right. or trying to have a career. That's right. When you were designed to be free, you were designed exactly. to learn from him and the things that this earth and this life was designed to teach us. And but it's tough to do that life. when you got a nine, to, when you got to go in and clock in and you got people that you don't want to be around and you got a boss that you can't stand. You just hate it. It reminds me of being on autopilot. That's what it reminds me of. It's the mundane. It's the, you know, it's that thing like you're so used to the same monotony, the same old thing. And you don't get to enjoy living. You don't really, oh, wow, this fresh air feels so good to my lungs. Wow. Mm. Like, it's so nice to see my husband smile at me. Oh, it's, look at that pretty baby smiling back at me. Like, <laughs> right. you don't get to enjoy, you know like the beauty of life because you are always on autopilot it's like you wake up it's 5 a.m mm. you you know you get to you go to the shower 5 15 you're eating breakfast you know you run out the door you know because you're running late because you know mm. you shouldn't have got up at 5 a.m in the first place it should have been 4 45 right. <laughs> like you exactly. know what i'm saying like this is the story um in so many american households you know and it's um, and nobody really, you know, usually like actually I, I used to get shunned all the time about my entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always felt like I love freedom. I love to be free. I love to just, you know, kind of go as I please and come and, you know, come when I want, you know, like right. um, and people have always, you know, kind of say, oh, no, you know, but that's not a sure thing. Well, I'm not worried about the sure thing. That's not why. Um, I have the desire to be an entrepreneur. It's not because I'm, I'm concerned about the sure thing. Mm -hmm. I love my life and I want to live it, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, freedom is in that, like being able to choose. Right. Um, well, you know what? It's Monday. I, I don't have to work today if I don't want to. Right. Isn't that a wonderful feeling? It's a great feeling. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> that's pretty hey. much what we do. Um, I mean, I know I'll be leaving tomorrow to go on the road, but mm -hmm. literally you don't, the thing is you don't learn, even if you fail, you fail your way to success, but you don't, you don't not do your way. You don't, you don't not do something your way to success. Meaning that it, even if I try to start something and it doesn't work mm -hmm. and it fails, I still have the ability. I still learned a lesson. I've still learned something that I can apply to the next thing. So while people are saying that's too risky, that's too much of a risk to take. Realistically, that's how you learn anyway. You don't you don't start walking by not taking a risk of falling. That's you know, right. as a child, that's how you learn how to walk. You took the risk of falling down. That's right. And so but that's how we go. You keep on going and, and you got to keep your eyes on people that are actually still walking. Right. Not the people that are still crawling, but the people that are still walking, because I think that's why children I think that's why children learn how to walk faster or learn how to walk period is because they see us still walking. If, if humans, if adult was, if adults were crawling, there'd be no need to walk for, for a child. They wouldn't even try to start walking. They would just crawl around for the rest of their life. Like we would be crawling around for the rest of our life. That's and that's right. usually how it goes. We see other people working and crawling for the rest of their life, living paycheck to paycheck and struggling. And we think that that's how you are supposed to do it right. until you see somebody walking that's who you need to focus in on. Like they're walking, they're mm -hmm. independent. They have their own thing. They have a happy marriage. And I, I'm going to do a little study about that because I think people who are entrepreneurs and have been married for the, for the beginning of their relationships. I know I, I, I listen to a lot of Robert Kiyosaki and him and his wife, they started off like that. Okay. You know, and they, they're still together. That's wonderful. So okay. my mentor, 
same thing. You know, a lot of a lot of people who have started off with nothing and they were married or, you know, they got married when they were in the building process. They they're still together after mm. the the duration, because in that in that freedom, there are so many possibilities. And and with possibilities comes the possibility to win and the possibility to, to lose. Yeah. So but. With with a relationship. As that woman begins to see the progress and she starts trusting me more, then she'll gain more trust in me and she'll she'll have a different perspective of me. And that respect will go up from her to to me to a whole nother level. You better believe it. I think so. But see, that's the thing. Like if if a man is not progressing at work for 20, 30, 40 years, why would he progress anywhere else? Right. Ooh. In the relationship. Well, I mean, because he's doing the same thing every day. He's working, going to work, doing what he's supposed to do, according to the American dream. And right. he's coming home, doing what he's supposed to do every day, according to the American dream. Wow. And then you're wondering, women wondering why there's no excitement, why things are still the same, why there's no progression. But the one thing about being an entrepreneur is every day is different. Some days it's feasting and some days it's famine. But every day you're mm-hmm. progressing. You you can you it's measurable change. It's yeah. measurable growth because you can look at where we started and you can see where we are. Mm-hmm. Now people get people buy houses and cars and stuff like that. But you don't. You can work a job and buy a house and a car. You can work yeah, the same job every day for fifty years and, and have a nice house and a nice car. But it's like, where what are we? What do we want? What do we want in this relationship? For one thing. But what do we want out of our lives? We just want a nice house and a nice car. So it's not enough for people. me. It ain't enough for me. Mm-mm. I want I want freedom and I want expression. Hey. hey. <laughs> I yes. want I want I want the ability the ability to express myself freely. Not just like on a podcast, but I mean express myself like I want to go to here. I want to go to London and stay there for a month or two. I want to go to Italy and stay, you know, six months. You know exactly. what I mean? You can't do that if you got to be to work next Absolutely week. Absolutely not. You can't do that. Mm. So that's where creation come in, the ability to create. And men and women both can do that. But I think if the man is in the position and he was designed for work, women, it's a great thing to use that ability, that gift that the Most High was, has given him and kind of guide him in that direction so that you guys can grow better together because it's kind of like a pit bull you know what i mean like if you got a pit bull and somebody go in your yard you you let him go on him because that's Mm -hmm. what he's that's what you got him for you got him to do that Mm -hmm. but you have to kind of lead him in the right direction and and, and men it's the same thing like a woman will help facilitate that change and that progression as long as you're leading her in the right direction she'll make it easier and a little bit more comforting to make the transition and to be independent and to depend on the most high as opposed to depending on the the corporation that you're working for. That's right. Because you literally will only depend on the creator when you become independent and your own set of skills, of course. Right. That's but true. that's what creates that independence mindset and that's what creates the ability to progress in life but it also can mimic that and progress the relationship. That's right. So a lot of people have been talking about, well, you know, we need to start a business. We need to do this. We need to do that. And you guys never do it. You just get stuck in the mundane and you wonder why you guys have not progressed in the relationship because you guys have not progressed in the work aspect and that work aspect that the man leads in, the woman will begin to move towards that and gravitate gravitate towards that and become a better helper. And fulfill that necessity in a man. So that's, right. that's the basic needs of a man. And the desires of a woman is what, Christina? <laughs> oh, we got some. I think well, we, you know I think we kind of touched on with the leadership and with the man just being in, in a man um, progressive position. That's it, leadership. You know, you, you have a good, strong leader. Um, you'll kind of know where you're going, you know, and I think we get really nervous when we don't feel like we know where we're going when mm-hmm. we don't, you know, that's you when know, y'all when we, try to take that position. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly when we do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, because, oh, that's it. Security. 
-hmm. Leadership provides us with security. And security is like one of the number one things women want and need. Right. Um, so um, it, it, it just, it gives us this handle on, um, you know, not more control, but just more of a handle on life. Like we just understand, okay, I can close my eyes and sleep in the backseat of this car mm -hmm. and allow this man to drive. And I mm -hmm. trust him. If that makes any sense. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that leadership, leadership is, is very important. And also, you know, we, we, we kind of hit on effective communication and all that good stuff, but all of that goes in with a good leader. I think a good leader knows how to effectively communicate. Mm -hmm. I think a good leader also knows how to give um, affection to women because we love affection. A good leader is going to notice when we, you know, when we're feeling a lack thereof, mm. you know, um so you know i think basically if if we can have a good leader we'll have all of those little things like the milo's um hierarchy of maslow's hierarchy of needs like mm. you know we'll feel that safety you know and love mm. and um you know um we'll have like the feeling of trust um in that relationship we'll have all of those things when we have a a, a great leader mm -hmm. okay so, I mean, I guess the desire aspect, because I don't even know if that's even necessarily something that people know they need. I don't think people know they think they need leadership because that's what I I'm don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, a woman has a has a lot of needs to security and all those things. But those come in a package deal with leadership, with leadership. Exactly. Yeah. That so, was but if a woman's. Well not receptive to being led and being quote unquote ruled according to the scriptures and not and another thing like the submission thing because a lot of people have a lot of women have a problem with that submission word but like we're all submitted at the end of the day there's just a, a structure you know what I mean if I'm a woman I, I've noticed that women don't like that word obviously but I've noticed that women don't mind submitting as long as the man is submitting submitting worthy so if if she feels as though he's worthy of submitting and he takes that position like i'm leading us somewhere come on let's go either you're gonna come or you're not get in the car well firstly i'm not gonna submit to a weak man and i'm certainly right. not gonna submit to an abuser so it, that word itself can be a dirty word to right. us women who have been in abusive relationships right. who've had using type men who are little mm. boys who are not grown who don't know how to handle their own job and have their own house and have their own car they want your car and they put them in the hand right. in your purse and they try to take your money mm. you know like so women have have been through a whole lot so for that word um to them it can be a very dirty word but now when you have a good man mm -hmm. um who is a great leader lead me <laughs> lead hey lead me baby i will follow you wherever you want me to go right you understand what i'm saying because it's like you know that person has your best interest at heart he'll never do anything for anything to that's easier said than done though for 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 pretty much most women nowadays in this particular society that we live in because so much influences that's telling women to not do it and they how they ended up their lives ended up as a result of them submitting to a man and mm -hmm. so it kind of creates this idea in a lot of women that you just can't trust a man. Right. But I think that's why I created this podcast, because if the man is right, the relationship will be right and you'll yeah. start seeing the results. But and it's deep, it's deep. And I know we're we're kind of like going on. We're like at an hour already. Wow. And I don't feel like we even scratched the surface of the, of this mm -hmm. particular topic. Um, but but I guess do you see like how a lot of this stuff it's so much deeper than just we just don't get along exactly you know what i mean it's so much deeper than that because then you got to figure out like is it because of your job it was because of the time mm -hmm. we've invested is because now i've i have outside influences that are changing my perspective so you got mm -hmm. all these different aspects and you got all these different facets that add to any dynamic of the relationship and it's very important one thing before we before we get out of here is I would tell my woman that we're going to create our own garden. And in this garden, we're going to have the things that we want. We're going to have the apple trees and, you know, the mangoes and, and the dragon fruit. And we're going to have some grapes over here. The things that we like, 
And but what we got to do is we got to make sure that we keep that serpent out because that serpent is going to plant something in our garden that's going to cause us to lose this garden. So we got to make sure we guard and protect this garden. And mainly he came after the woman. He mm -hmm. came through the woman by influencing her to look at something a different way than the original intent. Right. Right. So, but the man's job is to cre is to keep that woman focused on the original intent, the original thing that we decided to do. Okay. And not allow that serpent in to persuade and to dissuade her to believe and seeing things totally different to where now she's off and I'm off. As a result of my love and affinity for her, I don't want to lose right. her. So I'm going to probably do something that I know I I don't want to do. Yeah. I know us ladies, like we tend to allow our, like our relatives, Emotions. our friends to kind of tell us what to do in right. our relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's so important that, and I think for men and women, I think it's very important to keep your relationship um, sacred. You know, mm -hmm. that that relationship is your relationship, your mama and your daddy and your sister, and your brother, um, your neighbors. They don't need to know everything that That's is true. going on. The going on is what's um, yours and your mates, period. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that if we did not involve so many people, we would have such a better um, relation, relational experience. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we tend to overshare. And we're in that kind of society. If you look on Facebook, if you look on Instagram, I mean, we're constantly oversharing. Like, I know people have to think, dang, I want to, I wish I could erase that information. Man, I was just ranting, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I kind of feel like but, that with this episode. <laughs> no, I think I rambled a little bit, but I was trying to tie it all in because it's, it's not as easily as just, oh, you guys have. And that's why, like, a lot of the relationship people, that you guys that you'll see on Instagram and, 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 uh, Facebook and all that kind of stuff, they'll just be very like specific about this issue, but it's more of a patch up. I'm trying to cure. I'm going for a cure. I'm not going for patch ups. Mm -hmm. I mean, patch ups are good, but you gonna have to keep patching it up for the rest of your life unless you go mm -hmm. through and you cure it. And that's what we're doing here at Relationships and Chill. We're looking for cures. We're trying to cure the relationship cancers of that's the right. world that causes divorces and causes abuse. And we're trying to work to help people develop and build great relationships that last a long time. And they can pass this stuff on to their children. So that's the perspective that we're working on here at Relationships and Chill. We're trying to we're trying to make this thing. Uh, we trying to we trying to solve problems. We wanna we wanna solve problems, and not right. patch problems. So when you come here, we gonna um, we're gonna get we're and another thing we're getting better. We're getting better. Um, every episode, I feel you guys let us know this episode. I know it's kind of all over the place, but ultimately, what I what I'm ultimately saying, just to summarize it, is just to say that men were designed to be one thing women were designed to be another thing if That's we right. work together we can complement each other and we can get things done but if we combat and we compare and we try to compete against each other mm -hmm. we'll only stay in the same position that we're in and we'll never progress That's we'll right. never get past our problems and the problem that you're having the problem that i'm having is similar if we can work together to come to a similar solution then we can similarly grow together and progress to the next phase and to the next phase. And we use this platform and we use this, this way of doing things to continuously progress us. And we help other couples that are struggling with similar issues. And we build a community of people that are trying to progress and help other people have great relationships too. And that's what relationships and chill is all about this right. progression, making relationships great again. That's, right. that's what we do that's what we're about that's it. so let us Thank know how you guys feel about this how how you guys what do you guys think about this i know it's a lot of a lot of a little bit <laughs> all over the place but i hope you guys got something out of it and uh christine yeah. latrice you got anything you want to Absolutely. Yeah. I want to thank all the listeners. Um, thank you guys for welcoming us into your homes, into your office spaces, into your workout zones. Um, we just really appreciate you. 
uh, for listening in. Um, and just like our Anthony said, you know, we're here to solve um, your problems. Um, and, you know, not just the deepest ones, just your, you know, even your da daily problems that you might have. Um, and, you know, please reach out to us um, and, you know, give us ideas, um, you know, tell us your stories. We'd love to hear from you. Um, thanks again. Well, I guess that about do it. Christina Lynn, where you, where they can find you at? All right. You guys can always find me on Instagram. I am caviar's queen. Um, and you know, again, I'm working on, on the website. So as soon as I can get that information for you guys, I surely will do that. All right. We working out, we, we starting out and we working, we working around right. the clock to make sure you guys have, uh, have avenues to contact us and, and ask your questions and, you know, give us your suggestions so that that way we can we can actually answer more specifically. But I try to create a general idea of how things work to kind of help you help give a framework for how to look at things. And then a lot of it will eradicate itself if you start looking at it in a different perspective, because really all it is is a matter of perspective. So once you change your perspective, you will change the results. And so that's what we do here. We change results. We get results. So if you if you have any questions or concerns, you can go ahead and contact me at um, contact at relationshipsandchill.com. That's our email address. And mm -hmm. also Instagram. You can hit me up on a, a message and all of it will be confidential unless you say it's OK for me to talk about it or whatever. But I will answer your question to you directly. Okay. And um you can catch us on Facebook. We're going to be having a Facebook group also. So you guys are welcome to, to uh, join that. And uh, Relationships and Chill on Facebook. Relationships and Chill TV on YouTube. Instagram at Relationships and Chill. Um, like I said, contact at our, at, I'm sorry, contact at relationshipsandchill.com is where you can email us. And um, I think that's all I got for today's show. Um, I'm gonna probably come back with a part two of this, and but I hope I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. And um, I catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace. We out. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Chill. For more information on cultivating the relationship of your dreams, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Relationships and Chill. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Relationships and Chill TV. You can also visit our website at www.relationshipsandchill.com. Together, let's make relationships great again.